0: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'll bet you probably thought I had given up on podcasting. Well, I kind of thought that, too. Uh, But hey, I'm back. Here we are. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Devin McCoy, and this is the Dirt Bike Journals. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I know it's been a little bit. Um, We're in the F-250 studios this time, and I'm joined by my friend Nathan Lloyd. How you doing, bud? Good. How about you? Uh, It's a little hot today. Uh, Here in Utah, it was 100 degrees today, and the sun just went down, but the parking lot we're hanging out in is still cooking. So we're going to have to deal with some ambient noise in this episode, and I'm so sorry about it. There's a kid crying across the street. There's dogs barking all around us. There's just nothing we can do about it, but I promise you the story today is gonna be worth a listen, so if you can deal with the background, uh, pay attention, the story's pretty awesome. Um, Let's get started, Nathan. Where are you from, where did you grow up?
1: So, I grew up in American Fork, uh, American Fork, Utah. Um, I lived there for the majority of my life, Um, and then I actually just moved to Santa Quentin about a year and a half ago. Were you telling me that you kind of grew up on a farm? Yeah. Sort of thing out in AF. Yeah. So we grew up on a um, on a farm. We we raised beef. We we did alfalfa. We did all that stuff. We we lived on about four hundred to four hundred and fifty acres in American Fork at one time. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's huge. I yep. mean, American Fork now driving past it today, you wouldn't believe that there's not two acres to put next to each other. Right. Exactly. Somebody yep. owns everything.
1: Oh yeah. Wow.
0: What a sweet, what a cool childhood. Oh yeah,
1: no, it was, it was great. Definitely full of adventure. Were you riding dirt bikes back then? Oh yeah, yeah. I started riding, I started riding dirt bikes when I was five. Um, I remember I was on like a little. My dad brought home a PW fifty when I was five, <laughs> and me and my oldest brother we, we kind of had that to ride around, and uh, my love for dirt bikes kind of just was born from that. Yeah. So yeah that's pretty cool so
0: what was your first what you would call a real dirt bike like big full suspension
1: so riding hard <clears throat> so i went uh so i had that pw50 we rode that my dad found out that hey these boys kind of like these these dirt bikes right so let's let's try to get something um let's try to get something a little bigger right because we were getting we were getting older so he ended up buying us a pw80 Um, then we got, then I, I bought a CR 80 and I rode that for a little while and the benchmark bike that I per se, right. That I, that I got was a 1989 CR 250 and it was my uncle's. It was in the shop. The thing was just like bare bones. There was like, all there was, was the tires and the rims and the, and the frame there was and the bottom end. That was it. There's nothing else. Really? Yeah. So, he sold it to me for like 500 bucks, and I rebuilt the whole thing. I, th- I think I was at the time I was 13 or 14.
0: Where'd you find parts back then?
1: Uh, was it Rocky Mountain? Rocky Mountain, eBay, pretty yeah. much anywhere I could I, I could search. I was trying to find just bits and pieces of parts. So that's cool. And yeah, no, I uh, I got it running on my own. Uh, got it running. It ran great. I, I rode that for for a year, almost two years. And then I actually traded it for a 1999 YZ250. I don't know how I'd con the guy into doing that, but that's what happened.
0: You traded it? Yep. Wow. Yep. I mean, I know the CR250s are you know, pretty prized bikes. But oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, like no, a, I mean, I, I went 10 from... 10-year difference. I was going to say, that's 10 years, <laughs> right? And that bike felt like it was... You know, a hundred pounds he- heavier than the ninety nine YZ two hundred and fifty. Well, I'm sure. So. Yeah, but yeah, no. Oh, that's that, pretty cool. Yeah. So that was yeah the, the eighty nine CR two hundred and fifty. That was kind of the benchmark, and then I and then it's just been you know uphill from there, I guess.
0: Yeah. So, well, what are you riding now?
1: So I'm on a twenty one KTM three hundred XC. Of course you are. So,
0: primo yeah. bike. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Yeah. That the the fuel injection. It's kind of. The Fuel injection and the oil injection is a game changer in my opinion. So yeah. I've loved it. I had a before this one I had a twenty nineteen TE three hundred I. So that was the first year in a in the US that they had uh fuel injection in the two strokes. Mm-hmm. And ever since then I I told myself I'd never go back to a carbureted bike. <laughs> <laughs> so Well that's pretty cool, man. Yeah.
0: And I've seen you on that bike and that thing rips.
1: Oh yeah. It definitely does.
0: That's pretty cool. So um, the story we're alluding to takes place down in Pritchett Canyon it in does. Moab, Utah. Yep. Just as a preface, for anybody that doesn't know Pritchett Canyon, uh, it's a ma- mainly a Jeep trail is how it was founded <clears throat> for the uh, Jeep Safari, and it's rated on... Basically, I think there's multiple rating systems, but the the most common one is a one through ten, and they rate Pritchett Canyon as a ten plus. Yep. At the beginning of this beginning of this canyon, it says uh, it gives you specifications for what kind of rig can go through here safely. Yep. Uh, it tells you how much it costs to go get towed, gives you a warning, and it's and it recommends you take certain parts, one of which is a drive line. So that's got to be an indicator that there's some steps. There's some nasty stuff.
1: Yep. Oh yeah. It's it's definitely a gnarly canyon for sure.
0: Yeah. So. Well, let's get into it, Nathan. Tell me, tell me about the day. Let's let's hear it from start to finish.
1: So <clears throat> this was this, this was probably oh man, it's been six years ago, five or six years ago. Um, we we try to go. Me and my me and my family try to go to Moab at least once a year. Um, this year we had we ended up going over um easter weekend which happens to be the jeep safari and that's kind of a a key point of the story which i'll you know i'll get come around to at the end of the story Mm -hmm. um any anyway so we went down for it was uh four or five days we stayed we went down thursday stayed thursday friday saturday sunday and monday um throughout that weekend we had you know we we had a good time with friends and family on razors, dirt bikes, all that stuff. Had a great time. Well, this this story took place on a on a Monday. So we actually tried to do Pritchett Canyon um, the, that Saturday. So the Saturday before. And we get in probably a mile into the canyon. And my brother's buddy snapped his clutch cable on his bike. Oh, and so we... Had no choice but to, to kind of flip around, right, and and kind of limp his bike out of the canyon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he ends up going into town, gets a new clutch cable. It's like great, like let's let's try this canyon again, right? Yeah. So we stayed we stayed that Monday. We got up early Monday morning and we we took off down this canyon. Well, we get through. I mean, anybody that knows Pritchett Canyon obviously knows how how insane it can get. Yeah um and in my opinion the, the the crazier the better uh i i don't i just live for that type of stuff so yeah we we got through lots of the obstacles i mean we were probably i don't know we were probably a good five to six miles back well that five to six miles on a on a normal day five to six miles would only take us you know 20 30 minutes mm-hmm. well that five to six miles in pritchett canyon took us probably a good two hours yeah like ju- that's just how gnarly it gets right yeah so <clears throat> we get back past all these you know all the known obstacles that that everybody's just like you know you got to try these obstacles right so we get past everything and we get to um the the famous rocker knocker Hills, what they yeah. call it um that's you- the one with
0: the the like triple step yes
1: Yeah. so there's yeah there's there's these triple steps I mean the, these ledges are probably a good three to four feet tall mm-hmm. and from a video standpoint you can't really tell yeah. like they just look like like little steps right not a big deal well in person it's a totally different story yeah so we were kind of you know judging the scenery judging the, the obstacle trying to figure out what line we should take like the best line right so I'm looking around. I kind of buzz up the side. There's there's a way to kind of get around it and totally bypass the obstacle completely. Well, you know, me and my brothers were like, yeah we're not gonna freaking, we're not gonna not bypass gonna back this. Down. No, like it's just a little obstacle. Like, what's, it, what's <laughs> it gonna hurt, right? Like, not a big deal. So we, my oldest brother was like, oh, should I should I hit it? I'm like, yeah. I'm like yeah, I think if you hit this line, you know we we showed him we showed him the line that looked like it was gonna be the least difficult. We're like yeah, you hit this line, make sure you have enough momentum, stay back on the bike, and you should be able to blip over top of every single one of these ledges. And he's like okay yeah, sounds good. And I'm like and me and my brother's buddy was were right there. We're like and we'll catch you if something goes south, right? And He's like okay yeah, sounds good. <laughs> so he he kind of stays back there right just like kind of gets his gets his gumption about him i guess and he like gets his bike running and kind of goes at goes at it well he instead of leaning back and kind of blipping the bike up bringing the you know the front of the bike up to to run this obstacle he kind of must have gotten nervous not not sure what happened but he ended up staying pretty far forward on the bike well being that far forward he hit the first obstacle the first ledge and he ended up getting or hitting the ledge and get getting thrown back you know almost went over the handlebars and then he came back got thrown back off of his bike well we were there to catch him and we didn't catch him we caught his bike (laughs) but we didn't catch him he went flying back, right? There was, before the, the first little ledge, there was a couple little, um, like little rocks, right? There wasn't, it wasn't anything crazy. Well, he got thrown back off the bike, landed, and his foot ended up, he, he kinda landed on an, on an angle, and his foot ended up touching his shin. Oh! Like, like just folded it in half, right?
0: From, like this toe went up and hit his shin? Yeah,
1: like the whole entire thing just, back to his shin right was he and wearing boots he would yeah he had boots on but i mean these boots wow. were 10 year old alpine stars okay like so. just i mean there, there's a there's a time where you probably should replace them right and and he this obviously was about didn't do that. five years yeah too late yeah anyway holy so cow he got thrown back he his his foot folded up we had his bike in our hands and all of us to started laughing, thinking it was... Because we didn't realize that he had folded his foot up, right? Had he realized? Just because... Oh, yeah. Uh. Instantly, he was like, uh, yeah, I think I just broke my foot. And we're like, no way. There's no way you broke your foot. And he's like, no, I, I really do. He's like, well, just let me sit here for a second. Let me get my bearings about me. And he's like, I think I'll be okay. I'm like, all right, sounds good. So we sit there. you know, We, we kind of take, take a water break, grab snacks out of the packs and stuff like that and he gets up he's like okay he he ends up trying to get up on his feet and he's like no i i did some damage to my foot i'm like okay well can you at least try i mean mind you we're five to six miles back into this canyon like we're really really rough stuff really rough stuff and this canyon you you can't get only certain side-by-sides can get back there and some highly like high-tech Jeeps, yeah. like no, nothing else. Like
0: built Jeeps. Right, not- so
1: I'm like, so in my mind, I'm thinking if it's foot's really broke, there's no way of getting him out of here. The only thing I can think of is finding somebody that has a Jeep that can come back here or life flight. That's yeah. That's the only thing that ran through my head. So I'm yeah. like, okay, well, let's just try to get you back. We'll help you up all the obstacles. We'll help you do all the stuff. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, sounds good. So we flip around. And we start heading back. Well, like right, right before rocker knocker, there's a there's a little stream, and it's the stream's full of rocks, right? Anyway, he, I'm behind him, and he goes through the stream. Well, he takes a rock weird because he's sitting down. Yeah. He takes a rock weird, and and just instinct puts his foot out, same foot, and his foot folded like the opposite way. No. And at that point, he's like, "Yeah, my foot's done." So I'm like. He can't even walk on, No, man. No, he can't even walk. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I guess. So we ended up, or I ended up grabbing my bike, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to run back, see if by some slim chance somebody's on the trail, we can see if they can come pick him up, right? So I, I got on my bike, and I, I took off, headed back. And lo and behold, some miracle, there was a... A jeep that was on the trail he was only probably half a mile below us wow coming up yeah coming up so i'm like <laughs> all right so I, I pull up next to him and i and i ask him i'm like hey i know this is kind of a pain but my brother just broke his foot is there any way that we can get a ride for him to you know back to at least the beginning of the trip and the guy looks at me just kind of like, okay. He's like, let me ask you a question. I'm like, oh, great. Like, I don't have money right now on me to give yeah. him, right? Like thinking he's going to want all sorts of money up front or whatever. Anyway, he's like, would you do it for me if I broke my foot? And I'm like, well, of course I would. Like, without a doubt. He's like, all right. Sounds <laughs> good. That's all I need. So, so he followed me anyway. So he followed me, um, back to where my brother was and we loaded Skylar up in this Jeep. Well, the Jeep takes off. And I'm like, okay, hey, now I've got to figure out how to get my bike and his bike back to the beginning of the trail. And oh, and man. like I said, like this, this I mean, this trail, and this was, I mean, yeah, I was going to, this five to six years ago. And my skill level has definitely grown since then. So Pritchett Canyon was no small feat for me. It wouldn't be a small yeah. feat for me now. But... Anyway, so now that's running through my head, I'm like, now I'm going to have to get this bike back. Um, oh, sorry, rewind. The story, my my brother and his buddy, my youngest brother and his buddy, they were like, we're going to run back to camp. We'll get a, a, you know, a car or a side-by-side or somebody to come meet us at the beginning of the trail so we can pick him up. So they take off. So at this point, it's this just me you. and Skyler. That's
0: it. Oh, geez.
1: So... Skyler jumps in this in this jeep. He takes off. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I can I can get these these bikes back, right? So I get I get on my bike and I and I take off. Well, I mean, it w- it was a struggle, but I got my bike to the to the beginning. Waited for this guy to to get there with his jeep. He ends he gets there. My dad shows up. Um, we get Skyler out of the jeep back into the the razor. And then they take off. Well, I jump in the jeep with this guy because he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm actually wanting to finish this trail." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." Holy he's crap! He's like, "I, I want to finish this trail," so I'm like, "Well, you know, can I jump in the in this jeep with you?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, for sure." So I get in his jeep. We go all the way back, and I pick up. I get on Skylar's bike, and I ride that same exact trail out again wow. for the for the second time, right? And I take his his his, his bike out of the canyon, right? So yeah, anyway, we, we end up getting back, like it was a whole big thing, right? Like we get back to the, get back to camp. He was like, no, I don't know if I broke it. Not a big deal. Ends up taking his boot off. And anybody that's had a, a foot injury in a boot uh, knows that the boot like pretty much holds it in place. Right? Like it's- it, I'd be it, cutting that boot off. Oh yeah. And uh, like after seeing what it looked like, underneath the boot I'm surprised he didn't make us cut it off like it was awful he muscled it out of there oh yeah he just like pretty much like sock and mouth type thing right like pulled it off wow (laughs) yeah we pulled this sock off and it like you could see it instantly start swelling up like surprised
0: it wasn't swollen up stuck in the boot oh yeah
1: I was too but yeah it definitely it swole up and anyway so we we clean up camp we're like well that was kind of a, a buzz kill we're we're going home right like yeah what do you do what do you do at this point right so we clean up camp and we head home well he he ends up going to the doctor a few times whatever found out that he shattered his uh, i can't remember what it's called the bone it's your load-bearing bone in your foot and he shattered it in seven places seven seven places and so, it. I mean, he he had to go in and have total foot reconstruction. Well, oh, yeah, it's probably got plates and stuff. Yeah, oh it. yeah, he's got plates and screws to this day. Yeah, I and mean, it's been like I said, five to six years. TSA probably loves him. Yeah, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that was. I mean, that's it was, it was quite the time. Like, I've I've been itching to go back to Pritchett, but with new boots
0: <laughs> absolutely moral of the story best boots oh yeah dude i had the same thing happen to me so i rode with the rocky mountain crew up on Payson here okay and we did a we did a kind of a secret trail okay and i was coming up over this huge log jump and there was a couple of logs it was a huge pile of logs off to the left and i was tired this was like 50 logs in Ooh. so my clutch finger was just getting a little oh yeah i couldn't tell if i was pulling it or not so I launch over this log, and I don't pull in the clutch, and I still had the throttle twisted. And it I launched forward, hit a tree, and kind of threw me sideways over the log pile, but it pinned my leg back, Ooh. or my, my foot against the log, and then I fell backwards over the log. So I had all this pressure right against the back of my calf, Ooh. like going to snap my tibia, you know? And if it wasn't for those big Garnet boots with the steel plate yep. in them, yep. it'd just snap, dude. And it still Yikes. hurts like the muscle's still look really, really tender.
1: Oh yeah, I believe like, ah, it. Ah
0: man, the right equipment
1: is yep. crucial. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was probably two, two to three weeks after this trip I ordered me a pair of SG12s yeah. Garnets. Yeah, and I haven't looked You're back. Like,
0: I will pay for I will them pay later. However much money it <laughs> takes, right? I yeah, I, yeah,
1: take my money. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Do you still ride the Garnets?
1: Oh yeah. Awesome. Love them. Love the SG12s. I've got a big foot. And they just ever since I the first time I put them on, I'm like, yeah, these are, really good. these are the boot for me. Yeah,
0: I ride the fastbacks. Okay, so it's like the next level down from right. the S 12s 12s are yeah. super nice. Garnet
1: cool. is another is another level of uh, mm-hmm. boot manufacturer for sure.
0: Yep. Well, how's Skyler doing today?
1: He's good. Um, some days are worse. Like he's his his foot. He he hasn't been the same since. Really? Yeah. So they did a foot reconstruction on him and just I mean problem after problem with it since Man. and so unfortunately he he sold his bike and now he just rides side by side and stuff like that but he with with the amount of damage that did to his feet it, it kind of uh, kind of scarred him a little bit oh yeah and I can't imagine and he could be
0: on pegs all day right that'd be hard
1: yeah so he I mean we work construction right and he he's on his feet. You know 10 to 15 hours a day yeah. and by the end of the day you can tell that he's he's got he's foot done. issues so. yeah oh, man. yeah it's pretty pretty awful
0: yeah but oh well, shoot but he's he's alive he's okay oh yeah he's driving. he recovered yep. he's found other things oh yeah That's yeah good. he's got
1: two young young girls and he's just loving life now so well it's, good it's good well, yeah.
0: nathan thank you for coming out here and, and sharing the story of course with really thanks for having it. me yeah
1: I'll talk to you soon. Sounds great.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Nathan's story. That's pretty intense uh, to break your foot in seven places, enough to allow your toe to touch your shin. That's that's rough. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. I hope to be getting these podcasts, these stories out more frequently. Uh, I'm doing my best working with what I've got. And hey, if you like the story you heard today and any of the others on the podcast, please leave a review and share the podcast with your friends so we can grow.